are now listening to Hint of Lemon. Hey, welcome to Hint of Lemon. So today we're doing something a little bit different. Just to change it up a little bit from one-on-one interviews, we're going to do a little group or how should we call this? A triad? Is that too is that too aggressive? Is that too Asian? <laughs> a threesome? We're going to do a threesome. Uh, we're trying to keep with it as homies. we're trying to yeah, threesome with the with the homies. Uh, we're trying to keep it as uncut, I guess you can say. Uh, right. So today we Wrong have uncut. raw. So both it's of these. So, so, Jesus Christ! All right, now it's getting out of hand already. Um, so today we're having. Two guests that we already had. So we have Michael, Michael Manuel V, and we have Paulo. What's hey, up, Paulo. guys? Hello. Welcome back. Thanks for coming back. I'm glad. Uh, Thank you for having us. Our recording didn't scare you guys off. But... <laughs> so today's topic, Mike, do you kind of want to explain it? We can start it off. All right. Well, I was thinking we could talk about identity and like we talked about me and Paulo, we both kind of brought in authenticity. And I know the three of us, that's something we all pride ourselves in. So I think it would be cool to talk a little bit about identity and the ways we view authenticity, I guess, what it means to us. So how far back do you think it kind of started? Because, uh, I mean, I always like starting with childhood because I feel like that kind of tells a lot where we all came back from or just came from, at least. You guys want to start it off or do you want me to? Um Okay, I'll start it off. <laughs> so uh, when it comes back to just being, I guess, my own authentic self, I feel like this kind of started with everyone else. Like, I had no idea who the fuck I was back then. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, preteen to teen to teen years. Uh, I guess I kind of saw myself as just a quiet person. I, I mean, I said that in my intro, but a lot of how people perceive me was like, oh, he's quiet. That's Mark. Like, he doesn't have an opinion. And I was like, what the fuck? If only you guys knew what the fuck was going through my head. You know what I mean? And yet I had so many opinions, but I guess I just didn't feel comfortable uh, expressing myself. And obviously being around friends really helped a lot because I was able to figure out, like, my comedic role. Because I guess until today, like, I really embraced that side of myself. I'm a pretty fucking weird dude. If I'm honest, like, I like one day I can like Pokemon, you know, Pokemon's my number one love. And then another day I can just like, I don't know, fishing like that was so random. But I think the fact that, I mean, I'm just kind of taking an overall theme when it comes to authenticity. Like, I just like what I like. And I guess I just learned to kind of block out what everybody else says about it, because everyone's always going to have an opinion on it. And I guess I just learn to embrace that it wasn't hard as as at a at a young age at least but i guess also being around you guys helped that a lot because you guys were into your own things um so as i met you guys you know throughout grade school and and high school you know a lot of a lot of it was like oh you guys are into these different things and you also don't care what other people think so being able to be around a group of people who are into different things and have a lot of different perspectives. I guess you can call us all weirdos in a way, but I just kind of embrace that. And then reflecting that back on myself, you know, that helped a lot. So do, do you find yourself getting more and more eccentric? Like I was thinking about this the other day, like 
I think I'm a fucking weirdo too. But like, do you do you find as you get older, like the, one the less you care, and two kind of the more eccentric you get because you know what you mm-hmm. like, and you go with what you like. Yeah, I think it's definitely both, right? <clears throat> Dude, like one day I'm like into like carving birds. <laughs> I went through a little phase like that. Wait, that is that what that thing. was? I remember yeah. you had like little wooden things by the yeah, door I was over into there that for a little while. I still have that stuff. Like that's there. Yeah, but stuff like that, and then you know, then I'll go back to something that I know, like boxing. <laughs> right. It's just like whatever I'm into at the time. So how did you guys get to that point? Like, how did you guys? Is it a personality thing? You think it's like almost an obsessive, almost um, addictive personality? You find little things that you get a little bit obsessed about. Uh, I mean, oh, go ahead. Look at it this way: like, I guess we can all agree we're all introverts, right? Mm. And so, I feel like it starts with that. Where even though I've had a sister, like I've always learned to just kind of, you know do shit by myself um unless i'm with friends whatever but i guess i explored so many different things like oh it's not like anyone's playing with me so why not try to get into this or learn about this and um, i guess it kind of leads from there like i've explored so many different hobbies i guess you can say where obviously it starts off by you know seeing it on tv or maybe having first-hand experience like learning from a cousin like getting into a different hobby but um, I guess it's just being open to trying new things. I mean, that sounds like some freaky ass shit, but uh, at a, <laughs> but, but at a certain no. point, <laughs> at a certain point, like again, like I've just embraced it to the point where it's like this kind of speaks to what I what I'm into, and yeah. sometimes it doesn't make sense to me. Don't get me wrong. Like mm-hmm. one day I can be into painting, like with my sister, and I'm like, oh shit, I'm not half bad. But the fact that I tried and some people are like, oh, that's fucking gay. It's like, fuck off. Like, what the hell are you trying? You know what I mean? Dude, now that you say that, like, that's the biggest thing. People don't try stuff. People don't explore. They don't push their limits, their boundaries. And it's like, I didn't think I would love having a cat until I got a cat. And I'm in fucking love with her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I feel like it's just the the willingness and openness to do things that's so important. And the the ability for you to continue on. But, like, how did you... How did you like stop caring about what other people thought? How did you stop going for what you thought you should do into what you what you wanted to do? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. No, I think it's just kind of it's something that happens over time, you know, because I mean, you know, we're all all three of us are pretty introverted and we're all like into our own kinds of things. And I feel like uh, like at first we probably did care a lot about what oh, people thought about yeah. what we were doing. I can't really like pinpoint like the moment where I kind of stopped caring, right? But I know it, like, it didn't necessarily happen, like, super recently, but it was definitely not until I was, like, at least in, like, my early 20s, where I, like, really, really didn't care. And it was almost like, you know, this is probably, like, a good thing. It was, like, at least I'm exploring, like, things outside of, like, what I know and, like, what people know me for, you know? Yeah, because you never know if you're going to like something unless you, like, actually go out and try it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, okay, I've known you guys since high school, and it's, like, throughout that time, it's, like, we had we hung out with people, and, like, we did things that, like, everybody that looks like us and is like us, like at, or at least at the time, mm-hmm. like, do, right? We probably didn't, like, really, really, like, come out and be comfortable 
like open about the other things that we like until we are like a little bit older, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. kind of pushing that question too, like uh, you already mentioned high school. So I'm a big believer in the saying like birds of a feather flock together. Mm-hmm. And I think being friends with you guys, I mean, I'm just going to hype you guys up real quick. I think just being friends with you guys helped a lot because um, obviously you guys are into different kinds of things. But the thing is that like we embraced each other's interests and yeah, like we're not very quick to judge. I mean, yeah, we might laugh at this and be like, what the fuck? Like you're into that shit. But other times it'd be like, you know, that's kind of dope. Like that's different. And I think the fact that we embraced, you know, the whole concept of different mm-hmm. um, really helped us thrive, you know, personally too. And it's funny that you said, uh, Paulo, that you're more comfortable, I guess, after high school because you know, at that age, especially hopefully, you know, we already had our set group of friends uh, yeah. for the most part. And it was already way beyond the friendship that, you know, that beginning friendship where it's like, I'm into, I don't know, fucking basketball or some shit. Like at that yeah. point, it's like we are into our own different things, but like, like our friendship is more than that. That's what it really came down to. You know what I mean? Yeah. You definitely feel more pressure to like stay within a box when oh, you're hell yeah. in high school you know because you want to oh, yeah. fit in as much as possible and then you know we've talked about this so many times but us going to the school the high school that we went to right it's like you're you're pretty much doing anything that you can to to find other people who, who share like similarities with you or you just, a, feel, just a just yeah, to you want to feel safe you know you want to feel well, safe think about it like this it's funny you. that you said that and i mean i know mike you and i had a lot of talks about this but like going to the high school that we went to Right off the bat, like we're minority. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that we kind of like that was a large part of our like our our teen years of just already being different. I feel like we just embrace that to the 10th power because it's like, fuck, like, I, I might as be not the fact that like we we're trying to be known for doing a certain thing. But I think it was also more of like if I'm already different and everyone's kind of labeling me as that like why not just embrace that oh dude like that yeah, you know what i mean i just remember saying i feel like somebody asked us like one time it was maybe during lunch because you know we also used to sit at the same table right mm. i swear somebody asked us like why do you guys all hang like it wasn't meant in a malicious i don't way. think it was malicious yeah i agree yeah, yeah but it was like oh why do you guys like all just hang out with each other right, right. and then i remember somebody said i don't remember who said it but they're like well why do you only hang out with white people yes i remember yeah, that. yeah I, I don't remember like ex- the details exactly but i remember that happening right? yeah and they were, yeah. were kind of like oh shit like you have a point <laughs> yeah because we're always seen as different yeah exactly yeah. i mean i remember those days like fuck that kind of irked like i experienced that in so many different ways but it was very subtle it's like oh why do you hang out with blah 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 it's like mm-hmm. the fuck like why do you give a shit like <laughs> race doesn't really matter to me you know what i mean yeah, like yeah but apparently it was so evident at that school that it's like it's so hard not to notice it's yeah. like you mm-hmm. don't really associate yourself with white people it's like mm-hmm. right, right i'm not racist against white people and one thing that you brought up mike was like i don't it was hard to associate myself with white friends when it really came down to it like i don't know their struggles and they don't know mine like it's yeah you know what i mean and that's something that we all value at a certain degree yeah. I like wouldn't like, let, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, we had white friends growing up, but it's like oh, yeah. these white yeah, friends yeah, totally. in our neighborhood, they were surrounded by Filipinos. Mm. Like Daniel, my neighbor, 
he, that lived next door. Yeah, he was yeah. literally surrounded by every side of him. There's four Filipino houses, and all of his brothers had Filipino friends their age. Yeah, and it's like all the white friends we had growing up were we didn't experience any like an ounce of racism, at least from what I can remember from them and their family. Yeah, and it's going into the city, going into that specific part of town that we finally realized, like, oh shit, these guys are clueless. Like they got, these guys really don't know, right? Much about us, like. I don't want to be the guy that's like not all white people, but like some, <laughs> yeah. some people are clueless. No, they are. I didn't really experience that until high school. Actually. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I remember. I I wanted to go there so bad. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys felt the same way about going to, the, to our high school mm-hmm. as I did, but I remember like just growing up and all these kids, like these older kids that I looked up to, who also went to you know, like they all went to that school, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I really want to go there when I get older. You know, when yeah. it's time for high school. And I remember getting there and I just, it just felt like I made like a huge mistake. <laughs> huge mistake. <laughs> I mean, I would agree to a certain, to a certain yeah, point. I mean, I also would agree. <laughs> I also would agree. I mean, were, was that your biggest shock too, Mike? I'm curious. Yeah, it was a big culture shock. About that place? Yeah. About that place? Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Trying that, my best not to mention it. Yeah, that specific place. No, I'm with you. But um, one thing I noticed is that we reminisce a lot about high school, obviously, because we were kicking it a lot more. And I feel like that's where we grew up the most. Mm-hmm. I guess in terms of identity, just kind of bring it back on track. Um, how do you think you embraced that or kind of changed your identity, I guess, college college years to now so okay cool Sorry. you know how like we were talking about like oh yeah like we just stopped giving a fuck and just did what we want to do right for um, for me it was almost the opposite it, for me it was like i cared too much about what people think and so i wanted to prove them wrong hmm. and it's like we i got into these little obsessions because i wanted to prove to people one like we're talking about um the high school we went to didn't have a lot of seasoning and I feel like we, I wanted to put in a little bit of flavor into whatever I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like show, show them how we did it. Like this is how mm. we represent us Asians. Like we're not just what you see on TV. We're not just, you know, Kung Fu. We're not just yeah. these like submissive people. Like let me represent, yeah. you know what I mean? That's kind of what I, what I wanted to do. Right. And yeah, even though I was doing literally like the stereotypical Filipino thing to do was like dance and like making covers like passion and get booked up. <laughs> But like, mm. I just wanted to kind of show the flavor that we had and kind of, again, show that even though I am not the standard, that we have flavor and we have something to show. Mm. And then growing into college, I guess, into myself, I started realizing what I wanted and what I did for show. And I realized, like, I guess this is this is more me, if that makes sense. And how about as, more as a right. person as well, just to add on to that and not swaying away from as much from yeah like music it sounded like for you especially how about as a person do you feel like you notice yourself evolving more like maybe being more assertive or you know different character traits that you saw yourself changing to be honest a lot of that assertiveness a lot of that i guess confidence or whatever you want to call it uh-huh. came from work and having to um you know like in the food in the restaurant business industry, there's no room, there's no time for bullshit. And so you kind of have to be assertive yeah. and firm in order to smooth, to 
you, you guys all know how it is working in the different jobs you guys worked at. Like, right. You have to, there's a flow and you have to kind of learn and understand the flow. And in order to do that, there's no room for bullshit. And I mm. think that's uh, working and growing up um, definitely helped me to, to establish that, I guess. Oh, for sure. And that's so, that's so powerful because, you know, working with different people, I feel like being able, well, being exposed to different personalities and different work styles and you're able to kind of self-reflect, you know, knowing the three of us, like we, when we learn something new or experience something new or shocking, whatever, I feel like we can all agree that we all self-reflect a lot. And, and I feel like that's where we grow the most. And that's, that's cool how, I, I mean, you, I know you had a lot of different jobs, especially through college. And so I'm sure that helped a lot shape who you were because, you know, for both of you, I mean, I can say that Mm -hmm. we all changed in a certain way or became more, more assertive or spoke our minds more. But yeah. How about for you, Paulo? I think for me, like that maturity came more so from like just meeting a lot of different kinds of people, like throughout my early 20s. Like, you know, just the, the different circles that we were in, like you could take. Uh, like BLD, for example. Sure. Right. Like we all went through that phase, and then just you know making friends. Uh, you know, you're like exploring the city, like when you get a little bit older, and then you're making friends from like oh, let's say like a, a different school, right? Like somebody that goes to like a different college, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then you get like introduced to to their friends, and then a lot of those people are from maybe like a different place. Mm-hmm. Like I remember when I started meeting like a lot of people like from Hawaii. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it's like you're seeing like a completely different like this way of looking at the world and just like a completely different way that they live and it was funny because it's like you know there's like a lot of filipinos in hawaii so it's like you're seeing people that look like you and like kind of act like you but like sometimes the points of view are like so different Mm. yeah that was pretty interesting i mean I, i still go through that today but i remember that just those kind of experiences just happening a lot more like when we were younger yeah do you feel like you embrace the different side of yourself especially like Cause I know you're kicking it pretty heavy with, uh, you know, people from Hawaii. <laughs> I guess that sounds weird saying that, but um, no. After that, like mm-hmm. after, like in a just meeting. Like I don't know how, people. in what way, but I'm just curious. Um, yeah, yes and no. I think when I was in high school, it's like I was, I was trying to connect more with like the Filipino identity or mm-hmm. like the Filipino American side. Yeah. Right. So it's like you're doing, I'm, or I was doing whatever I could to like fit in in that way, right? Sure. Then I started to get a little bit older and it's like I want to start exploring myself like outside of these boundaries mm-hmm. because it's like like we're hanging out with people that are still like doing the same thing and it's like they just mm-hmm. remain the same and it's like yes, you're, you're thinking in your mind, it's like I know that there's more to this than like this. Yeah. It's yeah. like that's what pushed me to like want to meet new people and like go to different places and... I know that like that that played like a huge role for me like growing up during that time. Yeah, I feel like I can wholeheartedly agree with that. I feel yeah. like I definitely saw that too for sure with you. Like after going, um, you know, starting new and refreshed and you know creating your own identity somewhere else, you you kind of get to do a clean slate and get a different mm. taste of culture. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's so important for everybody to, to get out of their their little friend zone sometimes. Yeah. And you and, don't like it doesn't necessarily have to be. Like, I actually left at one point, you know, but you don't have to do that in order to, like, mm-hmm. experience, right? You don't have to do that. Like, that's not what I'm saying at all. Yeah. I just but you, was fortunate enough to, like, be able to, like, live in Hawaii. Yeah. 
but you know you don't have to do something like that in order to like experience something different but you're still right like like did you feel like when you came back that some people just stayed exactly the same oh yeah and like honestly that was part of the reason that i left Hmm. because i just i don't know you get just tired of doing the same thing like over and over and over again yeah yeah and you know you're like a little bit younger and you like want to experience something new agreed like you have the opportunity to do that so Mm-hmm. and i noticed this just to kind of add on to that like especially at that time because you were gone for college for like it was only a year yeah, yeah. but it, it, it felt it felt i guess it felt like a lot because obviously we were kicking a lot back then but no, it um, felt like forever yeah, it, it really <laughs> did every day that yeah those are good times but i do remember once you did come that back the best times actually well yeah well I do remember you were, you changed in a way where it's like I guess you're more adventurous in a way because mm-hmm. uh, you know meeting new people I guess you kind of caught that bug where it's like you know I, I'm curious what's like what is there to explore here you know back in the hometown oh like here like in Seattle yeah once you're back from Hawaii oh like, you know what man like one of the biggest changes like coming back home uh, was just seeing like those first effects of like gentrification oh like that yeah, that, that was, was the time yeah that was i remember coming back home and going to cap hill one night <laughs> and then i saw this uh some kind of complex i'm sure it was condos right yeah. and i was like dude i do not remember this being here it was just like this super big like brand new building right fuck that's still <laughs> happening though dude, God, you see greenwood right now oh my god yeah there's that uh isn't there that huge building that they're finishing in that empty lot yeah, that, that used to be an empty lot. That's next to a green bean, right? Yeah, that thing is huge. huge. But yeah, I remember coming back here and like that was kind of like the first little bit of change that I noticed when I got back here. Mm. And then like over the years, it's just you know, it's you're like we can stay here and already have that experience of like new things because there's yeah. so many different people right like, coming into the city like every day. Yeah, all these transplants, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not all, you know, I I, I have, like, the reputation of, like, trashing on these people. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, just because the city is getting more crowded, there's, like, more traffic. It's, like, costs are going up. So things like that are going to happen. But they're not all, like, not all transplants are gentrifiers. Right, yeah. right, right. Yeah. 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 But, like, I mean, a lot of my best friends are, are transplants, so. Yeah. Yeah. it's transplant yeah but speaking on like getting thrown into something new like mark i remember you got thrown like in in the hospital like those you know those jobs that you got thrown into like did that change you a lot oh definitely um so you'll kind of hear this in brian's uh episode but i i mentioned it very briefly but basically what mike's talking about is that i worked in a in a hospital and i worked with kids and it was basically a psychiatric unit. So it's an inpatient unit. And long story short, like in a way, I was a, a counselor in a way, not necessarily a therapist, but a counselor. So I helped them get through their daily life and through therapy. Like we were kind of like the the coaches in between time. And, you know, kids are coming there for, you know, depression, anything for like regarding a crisis center, like you name it, they were there like eating disorder, psychosis, autism spectrum, like everything. And me being me, like growing up, like I was pretty sheltered. Um, You know, I I feel like we can all agree to this at a certain point, like growing up in Seattle, especially in the the fucking burbs, like you don't really experience, especially these kinds of things. And I feel like 
college was a time where I really learned a lot about myself. But by the time I was in the working world, so in this example, I learned so much about myself from that job because it really challenged me mentally. You know, how ironic, how fucking ironic because, uh, yes. you know, yeah. you know, I have a degree in psychology and I, w- I thought I was so gung-ho and was like, oh man, I love mental health. And, you know, not that I don't, but I think having that firsthand experience, if I'm honest, like that shit kind of tainted me. Um, my experience wasn't as great because I internalized a lot and that was the number one thing right off the bat. You shouldn't be while you're working there. And I also enjoy um, relationships just with people and like long-term relationships and, you know, getting to know somebody, but most especially being a mentor Mm. and basically everything that I knew about myself, that job was the opposite. So as great as experience as it was like that shit kind of tainted me, but I mean, just to speak good about it, um, it made me realize even more who I knew, who I thought I was like, it kind of made me embrace that especially even more. It was question. hard not to take that stuff home with you, huh? Oh, hell yeah. And I remember I I don't know why, but I remember distinctly like going to your house for like a little house party, Paulo. And uh, I remember somebody asked me about it. And that's a thing, too. At that time, like there's so much pressure of people asking like, oh, what are you doing with your life now? Especially, you know, college yep. is done like chop chop. Like what's the next thing for you? And I was in the mentality of like, oh, yeah, it's great. And I remember just lying under my breath. It's like, it's really not that great um, for me. That's the number one thing for me. Yeah. I knew it It was mm. it was a great opportunity. Don't get me wrong. But that was my first taste of real life, if I'm honest. Yes. Um, yes. And that really changed me um, because even to this day, I'll look back at the experiences that I have, I have had there. And I'll never experience those crazy times, like literally crazy times, and especially lessons that I learned about myself. Like my yes. anxiety was so high at that time of my life, but also like I had a, many moments of self-realization too, because at that point I had an idea of like what I don't want. Yes. And, that's right. right. Um, yeah, that just opened a lot of doors to what I want to do in my life. Because I mean, people don't realize that. Yeah, people don't realize that knowing what you don't want is just as important as knowing what you do want. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it's like important because like like sometimes life gives you lemons, and, and sometimes life throws a brick right into your face. Right, but it's important. A hint know. of lemon. Hint. A hint of lemon. Yeah, yeah. hint of lemon. <laughs> <laughs> no, kind of going off of that, I'm curious, like, because I guess you can kind of deem that as my turning point um in terms not necessarily career but like as a person because that's a moment i really felt challenged as a person so kind of going off that i guess are there any any moments where you guys were challenged every day brother (laughs) every day like post-college or like you know what i mean like Uh there i feel like there's a few moments in our lives i mean this is kind of getting sappy but like a few moments where it's like you realize you're not who you thought you were. Mm. And I can say for a fact, like that, that experience, that work experience pushed me because I've always thought work was work. Um, but that work was different. Like it, it tugged at me in a different way. Like it challenged me as a person because to be able to survive there at that specific job, very high stress, you really had to know 
what your weaknesses were, but most especially what your strengths were. And I guess I didn't realize how weak, you know, or how strong certain attributes of myself were. And that shit exposed the fuck out of me, if I'm honest. And I still take it to this day because it was a great opportunity and a very hard experience or experiences. But I take that with me every day, like in whatever job I am doing, you know what I mean? Like in every lesson, like I always look back at those times, especially and be like, man, I remember learning about this and maybe not to the same extent or intensity, but like it's changed me. But um, yeah, kind of throwing that back on you guys. Like, what about you guys? Um, I'd experienced that similar to that. I think really hard moment I had really hard job I had was at managing the green bean. Hmm. And that was such a rough point in my life. Like being a manager and then being a manager at a nonprofit like that, where I'm surrounded by um, so many different types of people, you know, like the homeless, the, the substance abuse. We even had some like, you know, Aurora, like sex workers that would stop by. And on top of that, like normal, I want to say normal is not the correct word, but like, people from the neighborhood, you know, locals that would stop by in the midst of all that. And not only that, but like, I had a goal to make it more POC friendly because it's, you know, a neighborhood, a part of town that sometimes POC don't feel comfortable in. And like, I had so much ambitions and dreams of making it into this, into something. And there were so many characters and people there that I became like, like, what's the word I adore that I cared about. And like you said, like, it's really hard not to bring that home with you. And I I feel like I learned the hard way that maybe that's not for me because it's like, I took too much seriously, took too much personally. I cared too much about people and shit like that. And I think I had to learn to step back and step away from a position like that, even though it's like, I had such big dreams and ambitions of what I wanted to do with it. So how did you learn how to do that? Because I feel like, one is experiencing it, but two, like at a certain point, like it's either you tip over and kind of, it's you know, just kind of explode on people or you deal yeah. with it. Like, how did you deal with that? Man, I don't know if you guys noticed, but like I became a little more reclusive. Like I stopped really hanging out with you guys. Mm. I always turned down invitations to do stuff and I was just so emotionally, socially drained. Mm. Like, I felt like the life was sucked out of me. Part of it, I think the biggest thing that helped me was boxing that let me air everything out. I would literally, after my shift, go straight to the, the boxing gym and air everything out, let everything out. And that's really it. Cause I had so much pent up aggression and anger mm. from the bullshit I occurred that happened every day at that coffee shop, that little coffee shop. And yeah, so that's, that's what helped me deal with it. No. And that's huge too. Um, I mean, kind of chiming in on that too. Like, I don't want to sound negative about my experience, but, since you kind of gave like your solution to that, like surprisingly, that was the most time I spent um, working in our church. Um, so mm-hmm. at our church, uh, I just have a passion for working with youth, which is fucking funny because, uh, you know, I kind of thought I thought I really thought I hated kids. Um, <laughs> I guess what I specifically I don't like kids under the age of like, you know, 10 because I have a hard time like. I have a middle school mind and a high school mind at heart. Like I'm just a fucking troll. And I feel like that resembles a lot with, you know, kids that age. Like I'm a very sarcastic person and I love that shit. You know what I mean? And 
that was how I connected, especially with kids at that age. And so where I'm getting at is um, at that time in my life, yeah, it was dark when I was working at that uh, mental health department, whatever. But surprisingly, that was one of the best times that I had helping youth out. Um, Mm -hmm. So I was a youth group leader at our local church and I did it with friends as well. So they were leaders as well. So I wasn't just like the only one experiencing these things. But uh, no, working with teens at that time, like that was huge because I remember I was able to explore my faith, especially at a personal level, because so that was huge for me because a lot of these kids are from the public school um, in our areas. And so just being able to bring my experiences that I had at that job at that time, but also chime in with my own personal experience, you know, through grade school, high school, whatever, just being able to do that in the capacity of talking about faith. I feel like that was so therapeutic for me because I changed as a person because I was able, I was able to experience life at that point, like really experience life at that point. And I finally felt like I had something not important to say, but impactful to say, especially when yes. talking with, with youth, because they want to hear about experiences, you know, yes. they want to know like how real life is because at a certain point, like if they do find themselves in a certain situation, like they want to look back at, you know, mentors that have taught them and they'll know how to go through that situation. So, yes. Yeah. I feel like that led into your next position. Like oh yeah, it. definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Do you think it was the fire, the pressure that pushed you into like the right direction, I guess? Uh, yeah, definitely. Because um, I remember, I mean, in a nutshell, after I left that mental health job, I already had an irk for working in the education field. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, that was a big jump for me because not that I had a lot of experience in mental health, but like it was a different framework of working with kids because and that fit pretty well with me. So I was a middle school instructional assistant three and a half years. I don't fucking know, but that was a fun time. You know what I mean? So mix that with, you know, being a mentor, like ultimately I love being a mentor and that's, and then coaching too. And And yeah, I coached, uh, yeah, I coach youth basketball too. So I guess in a nutshell, I was working with a lot of youth after college. And I think that's where my experience finally helped me out because I was able to put what I learned to practice. And I was like, man, this is, in on the same path of like what I feel passionate about. So, yeah, but, um, and I think what, one thing I like about all of us is that we all went with our gut and we all did yeah. things that made us feel good. That made us feel better. You know, we all kind mm-hmm. of find, I found our little like niche and went with it. Right. And like we, it's the challenge and then it turns into something else. Doing it. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah. um, what about you, Paulo? Like not necessarily like it can be a life event too. And then it kind of challenges you to, hopefully change for the better in your... I feel like that was just kind of like my 20s in general. Mm. I mean, it's I, it's still happening now because we're always growing, right? But I feel like we just go through so many weird, random in our 20s, like different experiences, you know? And I remember, um, like for me, I feel like school and relationships, like, like a big, like right off the top of my head, that's sure. what I can remember. Sure. Like, yeah, you know, just kind of like taking a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do in school for like a few years before I actually left, right? To actually, to finish my degree finally. And then just going through like, I'm trying not to name names. <laughs> I mean, let's just ball, like, let's just put that in a ball though. I mean, not to downplay it, but like, yeah. cause I feel like, yeah, go ahead. like, how do you think that's changed you or kind of changed the way you think about 
your life or like your wants in life because i feel like you i feel like you had a fire especially after that like a good fire you really strove more to do what you wanted or felt like was in line with what you wanted um so for example like i mean you can correct me if i'm wrong but i feel like the the whole creative striking movement let's just call it a movement (laughs) um honestly i don't know if that would happen if you know if you're in a relationship still Uh, you can correct me if i'm wrong and you know maybe i'm not trying to be an ass for making that big assumption but um i don't know what's your take on that um no yeah i mean that's definitely something that doing something like that just requires a lot it kind of requires you to be selfish i guess like in a good way it's like you're Uh, i wouldn't say selfish but yeah you know what i mean though it's like you're devoting your time and energy or you want to be devoting a lot of your time and energy towards something that you're really really passionate about yeah i like to say investing in yourself i mean (laughs) yeah i i like that i like that a lot yeah but uh (laughs) and we can talk about that after i feel very inclined to talking about that but um Okay. Yeah, so I I would say investing in yourself. So yeah, was it mainly that, or do you feel like there was more to how you behind, were changing at that time behind me starting it? Well, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, actually going back to like what I talked about a little bit of what I talked about the last time. If I go back to like how it really started, it was us kind of just like fucking around, like like when it came to the creative striking thing. Yeah. No, actually, just no. Even before that, we just like I got back into boxing. Like Michael was just starting at the time. Yeah. Right. And then I remember like Diddy and Ross, they were just like fucking around with some boxing gloves. <laughs> I think it was after the Super Bowl. Something like that. Yeah. That sounds so, very much like them. Yeah, yeah. They're doing that. And then I think you guys might have been there that night, actually. It was probably after you left. But they started doing that stuff. And then like all the training and stuff that I had done before, it's like that stuff kind of started to like come into play. Okay. You know? So, yeah, that was like the beginning of like getting back into that. And then like Michael happened to be like he was he was training at the time, you know. So all this stuff started coming together. So like this 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 uh, love for boxing came back. And then like for other people, it was like something new. Right. But then creative striking was. uh, Yeah, I'm, I was like with a friend in San Francisco and then we were just having this conversation about life. Yeah. I'm like 27 at the time. We're just like at a bar and we're talking about like. You know, we're kind of having this quarter life crisis thing going on. And then I don't know, I just came back from that trip and I was like motivated to to capitalize on something yeah. that I was passionate about because I just felt like I owed it to myself to like do more with it. Okay, can I add like one thing on that? Like it the whole creative striking where it is now, it, it's not just uh it doesn't just show like your skills as a coach, but also your skills as like a connector. And mm. like, we were able to bring people together and to connect them and to bring, give us an environment where we can. Yeah. yeah, I definitely don't feel like it's just me anymore. Like, and I don't think I ever meant for it to be that anyway. But I think, yeah. Well, also just to chime in on that, I think as a person, like, again, I, I don't ever mean this as, in a bad way, but I, I saw you evolve uh, more as a mentor and a coach. Cause just like what Mike said, like, I've never seen that side of you, especially for something that you feel very passionate about and mm-hmm. then sharing that with other people. Like, I think that was just really cool to see how you kind of put a lot of people under your wing, like, you know, with the experience that you did have and that a lot of people didn't really realize with karate and all that. Like, that yeah, was really yeah. cool to be able to just be a mentor overall. And yeah, because it's 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 even more mental, I think, than it is physical. And like yeah. you taught us not you, you taught us the skills. 
but I think you need to have that right mentality, the right mindset in order to, you know, do it. Mm-hmm. And like, um, like speaking on that, like you, when you did come back, like, I, mean, I don't remember if this was before or after that trip, but you, you put yourself in that tournament you fucking, yeah, you, did. Oh, yeah. you just fucking, Some karate you were like, Hey, I want to do this shit. Yeah. You fucking yeah. did that shit. You know, I, you know, I completely forgot about it to be honest. Yeah. But I remember that was like really important for me because like I was coming off that broken foot too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I had to wrap up your foot that day. Yeah, I remember yeah. you wrapped it. You wrapped it. Like <laughs> I used to call it the boom in the clap because the boom was a big ass, swollen ass foot, and the clap was a normal, uh, normal fit. But I think that was just me. But uh, yeah, I remember that. You know, all that shit was like a blessing, though. Honestly, <laughs> like or just being able to get back into uh, martial arts was a blessing. It was a blessing because it happened with like the people that I was closest to. Yeah. Yeah. I, like, I definitely think that helped the most. Yeah. Because yeah, just being around, you know, doing it with friends, especially like that's yeah. huge. It like really keeps it going, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's definitely a lot easier than having to find your own group of people that you might not even necessarily like click with. Yeah. You know? So I was like very blessed in that way. And we're still doing it. So, yeah, you know, that goes to show. So just kind of seeing how you guys are now. Again, kind of reiterating what Paulo said earlier, like we're we're always going to be evolving. Like there's no doubt about that. But I guess kind of having mixing identity with age, um, I guess what are some things that you see yourself becoming or like how do you think you're evolving as a person now? Um, so one thing we all have in common, like we're in our early 30s or, you know, Michael and I are approaching our 30s. And so how do you think you're evolving as a person, especially now? Like I, now that I'm approaching this age, I really have stopped giving a fuck of what people think. And just like I mentioned earlier, I've kind of almost gotten a little like a trick. <laughs> yeah. Like, to the point where I'm fucking weird, man. And it's like, because I, I'm locked up in my apartment. Yeah, but you're like, oh, you're totally okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm okay with being weird. But sometimes like you know like i said like being locked up in my apartment i just get into my own world and then i step into the real world and be like oh shit like this isn't normal (laughs) i don't know but yeah man i feel like as i get older it's the more i realize who i i guess i'm truly am i know that's something we always keep saying right but it's like every year it's i feel like i mean maybe it's just me putting a lot of pressure on turning 30 like i i feel like that is a a milestone to some exist and you know, whoever is older that's listening to this, they're probably laughing their asses off. They're like, wait till you turn 40 or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think the big thing, though, is that, <laughs> one, like, whatever we're saying, you know, this is how we feel. But And two, it's like, this is what feels most true to us right now because we're experiencing how it is going into your early 30s. And yeah, this is totally different from what we've experienced. Yeah. And, you know... At a certain point, like, I know we're not even going to start looking back at high school. You know, maybe we'll think about the good times, but, like, hopefully soon, like, we'll just start thinking about, like, our 20s and, you know. Yeah. But to, to add on to that, like, mm-hmm. I will say, like, it's not just – I feel like I'm not just evolving, though. I feel like a negative of getting older is I feel like I'm jaded. I feel like mm-hmm. I am stubborn and jaded, and I, I yeah. feel like I'm almost immovable. Yeah. I have these opinions that – might not necessarily be correct and i feel like i i don't have that same fire as i did when i was 20 that's true it sometimes i miss it sometimes i have to look at old videos of us 
and look at the shit, the pictures and shit that we used to do and realize like, holy shit, like I really don't have that fire anymore. I'm set in my ways and I'm comfortable. And like, as mm. cool as that sounds, there's moments where, you know, you get knocked down. There's moments where you realize like, oh shit, like I need to pick it up, you know, like. Right. I'm, but kind of throwing this back at you, like that's, that's not new to you though, if you think about it. For sure. Like we've all like maybe not to this extent, but like I'm sure there are times like you didn't feel like playing like a gig or whatever, and you're like, eh, I'm gonna take a take a break for like the next couple months. You know what I mean? Like for maybe sure. it's not to that, but that extent. But at the same time, think about it like this: like that's just kind of life in general. Like you're, and it's like I'm using Paulo as an example for this. Like for example, like karate wasn't a big part of his life for you know. A while and then most recently it kind of came back in the form of boxing so yeah. kind of using that as a you know a little example and comparing it to life like i feel like this is at like this is necessary if you think about it because it's like how bad how how much do you like this how bad do you want something mm. you know like how bad do you want music especially in your case you know yeah. what i mean and i feel like that's part of your story. Like that's a big part for me. You know what I mean? Like that's part of your narrative. And so you have control of what you're going to do next. Like that's up to you, but you know what I mean? I do. Putting yeah. a positive spin on it though. Like, I feel like you need that. Like it's not going to be fucking butterflies all the time, but yeah. I feel like you need to feel that occasionally to be like, okay, how can I change this to, you know, enlighten it a little bit better or, you know, spice it up a bit or whatever. But ultimately I feel like your goal is still the same, whatever that may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe that's maybe a little bit of stubbornness, maybe a little bit of jadedness is, is necessary because there's like, in terms of music, maybe even boxing and martial arts in terms of like style, sometimes you're doing something in order to, you're thinking to yourself, okay, this is what the audience wants to hear. Yeah. Okay, this is what I should play. And then when you are a little bit jaded and you are a little bit stubborn, you're like, no, this is what sounds good to me. And this is how I'm going to play it. Yeah. If you look at musicians, uh, like certain musicians are known for their certain sound because that's in their heads. Like, this is how it should be played. Like Questlove, for instance, you're going to know it's Questlove drumming, you know what I mean? Or Steve Jordan or like people like that, mm -hmm. like, because yeah. they hit a certain way, they hit it at a certain beat and they do what sounds right in their head. And that's again part of authenticity, part of their brand. Yeah. And like fighters, Mike Tyson, Roy Jones Jr., they're they're old now, but they're still their style. And maybe yeah. maybe it is yeah. good to have a degree of stubbornness so that you can realize your style. And I guess I'm sorry, I'm just fucking running my mouth right no, now. No, you're good. Um, but like I think for us, we we were always underdogs. I think we've always oh, kind yeah. of the, the yeah. underdog story. And I was talking to you a little bit about this, Paulo, the other day. Like, we used to admire certain boxers, mm -hmm. like uh, Pacquiao, for instance. But some things are just God-born, God-given talents. Some yeah, things we were yeah. born with. And I feel like all three of us felt like, you know, we weren't born necessarily with those kind of extravagant gifts. Mm -hmm. But we do have something special in our own way. We have our own it factor in our own way. And mm -hmm. we have to learn to work on those yeah have our own brand i guess yeah and i also think like we are getting more comfortable with showing that to people yes you know? you know yeah i mean we all know people that 
have always been really comfortable with like being out there right and i think when i was younger i used to like this is our fucking time baby fuck dude <laughs> oh my god sorry that just like, that just dude, fucking irked me real quick sorry i just had no, to say really, that really, i used to like hate and clown on these people oh, right yeah. and i just used to think it was corny to be honest with you right yeah. some of these people that are just like out here just like no shame promotion right yeah and like dude i'll never do that like that's not me right like i'm too like you know there's the way i used to think like i'm too real like i'm too authentic to like <laughs> yeah. do that you know i'm not a sellout like that right yeah but then over time like i started to realize that there's there's nothing wrong with like putting yourself out there it's just whether or not you're presenting the right version of yourself yes. that's consistent with who you actually are mm. right if i'm out there trying to be like that person that i was talking shit about then it's like yeah i'm selling out but it's like if i'm doing it in my way that's like consistent with me you know so what's shit. your example of that i'm just gonna, me, i'm gonna push you i'm gonna push you on that question so what <laughs> where does that example come from where does that example come from? Yeah. Wait, you mean you mean what I just said? Yeah. All that shit that I just talked. Yeah. Where does it come from? You really want me naming names right now? No, no, no. Not where like where <laughs> it comes from, as in like you're basing that off of like what like that's from creative striking, right? Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So let's frame yeah, it in mainly. that sense, I guess, because I I know we had this conversation about like promoting it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So kind of putting it in, in that that context, I guess. To be can... honest with you, I mean, if I was to be really honest about what I've done with creative striking, I haven't, I definitely haven't promoted it like the like as well as maybe I, I should have or could have, right? Well, based but, off other people's expectations. Yeah, right? exactly. Okay. And you know, you get a lot of people like you start something, and I'm sure you know we all have experience with this, like. You start something new, you have like a new venture and you got other people like trying to get in your ear telling you like how you're supposed to do it. You know? Sure. They're like giving you unsolicited advice. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but I don't know, man. It's like you can feel when it's wrong, though. Yes. Like, if you're taking people's advice and like instead of like listening to what you know you should do with it, it's like that might work for a little bit. But it's like if it feels wrong, then it's not going to come off like the way that you envisioned it anyways. Well, wouldn't like, you agree too? Like, I guess somebody who's doesn't really know us, like they, they would be like, what do you mean wrong? Um, mm-hmm. Do you mean wrong in the sense that like, it's not authentic to like how you want exactly. to do it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm not like, I'm like nowadays. It's like, I don't give a fuck what people think, you know, it's like, and that plays a lot into the way that I guess I promote it. And I'm not like even now, I mean, you have the pandemic going on and everything, but I don't really I'm on like social media and stuff, but I'm not out there the way that I guess some people would expect me to be. Sure. And I've talked about this before, but I don't really run it as a business anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, I found out that that wasn't like that's that wasn't what I wanted for it to begin with. Or maybe it was, but it's like like the way that maybe I was expected to run it isn't like the way that I in like the way that i envisioned it i don't know sure if that makes any sense right yeah, but you're still learning to be about the art first of all yes right like, but some people will never understand that they'll just exactly, see well exactly. they'll just see it and just be like why aren't you on this platform why aren't you on this platform mm-hmm. but in your head like your goal is different mm-hmm. and that's fine yeah and, uh, it's and my goal changed over time you know oh like, right yeah but right. Go ahead. 
I, I feel like you you kept your posts are very thoughtful and in they're very sincere, like authentic to you. And mm -hmm. I think you keep the art an art, you keep it sacred. And I think also like you and I, we, we've seen different profiles where we're like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is going on here? And I think you you kind of, you know, like the two of you guys, I like to think like all of us possess a certain degree of emotional intelligence. Like we, we kind of see things deeper from what the surface level is. We kind of are intuitive folks. And I think we know when something feels a little bit wrong, a little slimy. And yeah. I think a lot of us are turned off by that salesman kind of pitch thing oh, that of course it's like, a, it's like a cheap car salesman exactly but like what a used car salesman sorry yeah. the creative striking feels real Shit, i hope so i hope so boys <laughs> well it's I funny that so. you're you're saying that too mike like i think especially look at my life a big thing is kind of going back to authentic being authentic like i guess i can agree that all three of us like we want to give our most authentic self yes but also have the right to intend because i feel yeah. like i wouldn't be so i guess for example when it comes to content like hint of lemon is my content mm -hmm. but the thing is that i'm not just gonna bullshit and just post something you know just my i i have a certain intention of putting it out there and i feel like that's one thing that i'm embracing especially as i'm old getting older like i want to spread positivity in a way and so this is kind of like my i guess platform to do it in a free way in like like freely without judgment you know obviously a lot this may not settle with a lot of people in a certain way they'll just be like oh they're just talking about their feelings or, you know they're just talking right. about you know what ifs of life they're just talking about what they've been through like what's the fucking point it's like the point is like this is life and just being able to express like what we have gone through but also be able to reflect back which is what we do already like we we would be having this conversation off, off of this podcast, but the thing is that we're sharing it basically with the world where people would be like, "Damn, I never really thought of it like that," because mm. some people don't have a positive spin like us. Yes, you know what I mean. Some yeah. some people just be like, "Yeah, hey, I went through this shit, sucks," yeah. and then that's the end of the story. But it's like I'm worried about like, are you all right? Like, how are you growing from this? Is it tainting you? You yes. know what I mean? Yes, big. And, and so, yeah, you keep it responsible. You're very responsible. Like whenever, what I mean by that is like the experience that you've been through that you, you take responsibility for it and you do to make, you know, spin it and you make something positive out of it. Like you said, like most people will be like, yeah, I want to, like you said, this bullshit. And a lot of people don't take responsibility for it and they, they just blame it on the world, I guess. But you, I mean, you, part of it's our personality, but like, I feel like we would all be like that, but one being an introvert, kind of helps if i'm honest because we're able to self-reflect yeah but like don't get me wrong like i'm i'm speaking for myself now like i could have easily been been tainted by a lot of the things in my life and of course some people are gonna be like what the fuck have you been through and it's like if only you knew you know what i mean yeah. and you can it's say like, that about anybody yeah. too you know what i mean it's like who, you don't share like exactly right you know yeah. what i mean like we don't share everything but like, yeah. I'm sure you've had instances in your life, you guys don't have to say, but like where it's really irked you or challenged you as a person. And you've thought to yourself, like, man, this is either going to slowly like make you jaded, but like at a certain point, use that as fuel to be better, like a better yeah. version of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, this is kind of, this kind of feels preachy now, but I'm going to say it anyways. Like 
especially at this age, I feel like I'm definitely embracing all the shitty things in my life. Like this mm. pandemic is fucking huge for me. And I can't stress that enough. Like, you're going to hear that in every episode. But I think just being able to reflect back on the things I've been through, I have finally am giving myself credit that I went through those things. Yes. And credit meaning, like, yeah, it sucked. Yeah, that's great. But, like, years has passed already. Am I just going to keep dwelling? Yep. Or am I going to evolve as a person and kind of use that as fuel to better myself? That's beautiful. You'd be fucking surprised. There's a lot of tainted people in this world. Why do I yep. want to be another person? person who you know i mean that's a big thing for me like there's enough negative people out in the world why do i have to be one of them i don't want to be one of them that's a thing yeah that's so powerful yeah what you just said and that's true ownership and i feel like you can only have growth when you have that ownership yeah i feel like we all went through that or (laughs) still go through it you know right yeah it's okay to carry that stuff around as reminders but it's like you don't want to let it like and it's going to affect, you know, everything is going to affect you, like, negatively to, like, a degree, I guess, you know. And, you know, honestly, there's nothing wrong with being a little bit jaded from, like, the things that you've experienced because it's, like, being like that protects you. you know, I like, mean. And you, and you do still need yeah. that. Like, it's good to, like, you know, to, to try to remain as, you can't remain, like, innocent, right? No. Yep. You don't want to just be so, like, shut off and, like, cold that it's, like you cut yourself off from like having new experiences or like trying something new. Right. Yes. But it's like, it's good to carry that around to like remind you and like, yeah, to remind you like where you've been and to yeah. remind you, you don't have to be that person. Yes. Right. Well, that's the thing too. Like not yeah. everybody can realize they're becoming yeah, exactly. that person. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to throw too much shade, but like I know a couple people in my life where it's like, they always had that one perception that their life would be this way. and then they turn out to just be that hater you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like that's just like like, a cautionary tale kind of deal and that's the most simple way i can put it because like they just end up being that person who always hates on everything and just has a negative spin to everything and that shit is draining man like how to point the finger yeah yeah, like the last finger they want to point at is at themselves and it's like yeah at a point like at a certain point you got to start looking at yourself man like yeah that's like the hard thing to do oh yeah you can't just tell someone look at yourself they have to believe it themselves yeah that's a hard moment though to deal with like do you feel like that's more evident you well Mm -hmm. yeah it's a hard pill to swallow the hardest pill to swallow do you think that's more evident now that we're getting older just being able to i mean self-reflection is something that we again we do pretty well on but like can you say it's always not easy, but like, do you do you find yourself self-reflecting now and maybe being like, uh, yeah. okay, maybe it was me? So, I Kendrick Lamar in an interview, he said that change comes with, from within, and I, you know, at first, like, okay, sure, change comes from within. What does that mean? But it's like you actively can change your environment from just intern your internal point of view, and like, think of the law of attraction. All this like what can sound like mumbo jumbo shit to some people, but it's like. If you carry around this baggage, this hatred, this anger, it's going to manifest physically if it's Mm. inside of you. And no matter what you do, people are going to see you and be like, you know what I mean? And you're going to start feeling like, okay, why are people like standoffish towards me? Why are people so aggressive towards me? Why are people so angry? It's because you're harboring all of this anger and you're, you're manifesting it physically. And I think that if you 
are in a situation where your environment feels toxic, then you have the opportunity to see like, you know what, maybe I could be that shining light. Maybe I could change my inside. Maybe I can have, bring in that positivity. And it's not that easy. Obviously, I'm oversimplifying mm. things. Mm. But like, there's a moment where like when they say a smile is infectious, you can see radiant people. Like I know really brilliant radiant people walk into a room and they light up the whole room. And like, that's something that people can do. Like if you are harboring that, the spiteful anger, angry energy, that's how the world's going to treat you. But if you pop into a room full of positivity, excitement, whatever you want to call it, then that's how the world will react to you. It's a reflection. Your world is a reflection of your insides. And it's so crazy to think that, but something I learned and I I 100% agree with that. You know, yeah, and the people you the people you surround yourself with are a reflection. Oh, yeah. Well. yeah, it's huge. I mean, yeah. like, you guys ever just like stop to think about the people that you're closest to, like your friends? Like, I feel like I do oh, that yeah. a lot now. Where yeah. it's like, you know, they say, what you know, what do they say about like your friends? It's like it's like a reflection of who you are. Right? Yeah, yeah. Your closest friends, right? And I really do like take time to to think about that these days. It's for sure. And, and look at where we are now. Like we we surround ourselves with each other, and there's certain people in our lives that are gone now, and that says. Mm-hmm. I guess putting putting up a barrier towards other people, because you know, at a certain point, like mm-hmm. I know when I connect with somebody, and not saying that if I don't connect with somebody, I, mm-hmm. I don't fuck with them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I yeah. guess it's more of there's like a time and place. There's of course, time and place, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I guess I'm saying like long term friendships, especially. Like, I'm not going to keep you around, especially if like, not that, not that you have to be on the same wavelength as me and have the same thought process as me or agree with the things I'm saying, but it's more of like, yes, man, if you (laughs) right, like, can you challenge me in the way I'm thinking? But also it's like, do you have the same intentions as me? Because you can have a certain way of thinking, but if your intentions (laughs) is like, for example, like I'm just kind of, kind of throwing this out. If your intention is making money. Like right off the bat, like that kind of doesn't resonate with what I'm doing. Yeah, it's yeah. great to make money, but especially when we're talking about like I guess a passion project, for example, mm-hmm. that's not going to resonate with me. Yes, right. Like I'm trying to, yeah, you know what I mean. I don't know. I don't know how to yeah, further yeah, yeah. that. Even but... all of us, we're all working our passion project mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, yeah. That goes with that feel, that unspoken feel. <laughs> yeah. And intentions is so important because a lot of people don't understand their intentions and a lot of people who aren't emotionally intelligent, they right. they don't understand that their intentions are wide open. Like yeah. they could be doing something and think, This is what I'm doing, but everyone sees right through them kind of thing. Uh-huh. And that's again like we are feelers and we can feel it we can smell it a mile yeah, away. Smell the bullshit. Yeah. Which is true. I mean I, I like to think that we really can, like the three of us, not just the three of us, but you know, like we, we all like get along really well because that's yeah. one of the things that we like vibe on is just being able to like smell people's bullshit. Yeah. Smell like, you know, just being able to see like unpure intentions. Like. Let's kind of break that down. I'm curious, man. How do you guys have that gauge? So for example, like, cause Paul, like after you said that, I'm thinking about some, I don't know why, but I'm thinking about some people who obviously don't think the way that we do. Um, not that I'm saying that we're fucking elite or anything. You know no, what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be not, a fucking yeah, elitist that's here. that's not what we're saying. No. Weird. FYI. But I guess, yeah. I guess how I can say is that we're emotionally intelligent, like what Mike's saying. Like, I, I would agree. 
So in a way, I would say it's kind of like a Spidey sense, Spidey Peter Tinkle. If you've seen that, <laughs> if you've seen the newer Spider-Man, it's called a Peter Tinkle. Um, <laughs> there's just something. I don't know if you guys can pinpoint it, and I don't know if we can answer this, but there's just something the way that somebody moves in their life and how they promote themselves and present themselves where I'm like, yo, bullshit. That's yeah. bullshit. Yeah, There's no like- way you can keep that facade for that long. <laughs> and some people do. I mean, surprisingly, oh, but God, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I'll start it off. Like I, I feel like I know right off the bat. So Michael, you gave a great example earlier, like, or I think Paulo said it's that, use car salesman uh pitch yeah Uh, right off the bat like this is a very basic example if somebody's trying to sell me something (laughs) if somebody is trying to sell me something i'm i will gladly listen but at the end of the day or at the end of that conversation i'm just gonna be like i know you're just trying to have me buy it i know you're just trying to have me pay more like stop trying but that works for some people but that's my example but how about for you guys? Like, how do you have that gauge or what are some criteria that you kind of base it off? And again, maybe you're not able to pinpoint it, but maybe if you can explain it through an example, that'd be great too. I don't know, man. Like, I think it is just like this spidey sense shit. And like used car salesman is probably like one of the best ways that I can describe like the vibe that I get off people. And they don't even have to like, Sometimes it's very subtle. It's very hard to describe. But you can just tell. You can just fucking tell. You can just tell, yeah. Yeah. It's like just, I don't know, even just like meeting somebody for the first time, even if they're not trying to sell me on anything, you know, just seeing people's movements, like the way that they interact with other people. Mm, That's huge. That's fucking huge. Yeah. Like, especially when it just comes to not even trying to sell me on anything. It might, or it might be them trying to sell me like on friendship. Sure. Like, yeah, we're all selling know. something at a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, if you see somebody new like coming into your friend group, it sure. could be something like that. And then automatically, like, like for me, like I just know when something doesn't feel right. Sometimes it takes a little bit longer, and sometimes it's something very, very subtle. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like when I experience something like that, I'm kind of hesitant to say something at first because I know, I know that people will tell me I'm like over analyzing it or just like. Uh, I think you're looking a little too being judgy. I mean, I'm yeah, always yeah, known you know, as like, yeah. the most judgy person. I mean, I'll I'll uh, admit that. Know. Yeah, like I don't know though. Like my guts always serve me pretty well. So mm. yeah, like especially when it comes to people. So yeah, that's like I'll point. give people like the benefit of the doubt. You know, of course. But if, like even if I feel that something is off, uh, of course I'll give them the benefit of the doubt because it's like I don't know them. Right? right. But it's like I don't know, man. Like. There's a short time period, though, for me, especially. <laughs> no, man, like, I'm not usually, like, wrong about these things, like, in yeah. my experience, yeah. when it comes to myself. Like, yeah. 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 And, like, like you said about, like, how they move, like, their their body language doesn't match with what they're saying. Yeah. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't connect. Yeah. Like, we aren't, lo- I mean, I guess we, we do, in a sense, are logical in a certain way, but we're more feelers. And mm-hmm. some yeah, people. It's hard to explain that to people, right? Yeah. It's hard yeah. To explain that. yeah, it's hard to explain that yeah. to people. But some people are just logical thinking. Yeah. And so they don't know how what they're saying impacts the feel of the, the vibe. And yeah. so they'll be saying some shit and it's like, that's some bullshit. Mm. Like, all, everything <laughs> yeah. you're saying is exactly not match anything here. That's why I'm sure you guys have also learned to kind of like hold your tongue a little bit. Oh, sure, of course. Like, because it's like, you know, it's not not everyone is going to agree with, with how you feel about like someone or something. Like, 
based you know just based on like what are you talking about like you have a gut feeling like yeah it's like they seem like a really nice person or like yeah this is really cool yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's funny yeah. when you say that though then i'm basing the person who just said that and i'm like mm. yeah <laughs> it's like you obviously have no like <laughs> your emotional or like knowing emotional. this person it's like oh they don't <laughs> yeah yeah and again yeah. like what michael just said that could be more of like a logical a logical I think so. thinker you know yeah like, which is legit somebody, like that's fine yeah versus somebody who's more like emotionally like intuitive mm. yeah that's what i've noticed anyway yeah yeah i mean side note it's also funny that our first topic together is uh is identity because some people would be like identity i mean i know myself the end it's like you know what i mean some yeah some people would deem it as that and look how like look how much we're talking about in regards to that it's like, crazy how people who think they know themselves don't know shit about themselves. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And it's yeah, like, the more I know myself, the more I think I really don't know myself. Like, yeah, I don't know if that I mean, makes sense. That, that self awareness just like isn't there for some people. Yeah, so, yeah. And I know we t- like that's funny that you said it too, because like I remember when talking with you guys off episode podcast whatever. I remember I was just going down the list of people that I would invite, and it's funny because a lot of the people that I invited or are going to invite especially initially like <laughs> why are you smiling why are you guys fucking smiling because <laughs> i know <laughs> like right off the bat if th- these people would never say like i fucking know myself you know what i mean like there's always a story uh, <laughs> like i'm just gonna end it with that fuck you guys <laughs> dude well, oh and, my god and that part with you guys <laughs> There's some people, it's like, do you really know yourself or do you know what you think you should be? You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Really, yeah, is really are, or is this who you think you are? And yeah, man, people have a hard time like facing the truth. Like, yeah. That's, I don't know. Oh, sure that, that's something like all three of us. Damn. I feel like I'm making it sound like we think we're like some kind of like elitist. <laughs> like, fucking. No, not at all. But that's also, not what I mean at all. That's not what I mean. But, but think yeah. about it like this. Like, when's the last These time? These are the things that connect us, right? Of course. But, I mean, yeah. just to, this is kind of making ourselves feel better. But when's the last time you've heard an introvert with a platform like this? Yeah, that's true. True. <laughs> yeah. I hear a lot of perspectives from fucking extroverts. Yes. And obviously, people will listen because they're so in your face. So, yeah. this is <clears throat> what I think. Fuck you. Like, if you don't agree. But. Like, this is our perspective and more power to us for even, like, wanting to bring, like, put this out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Again, some people will always have something negative to say and they'll be like, oh, authentic- authenticity. These three don't even know what they're talking about. Yeah. Some and I mean, fucking talk too. that's fine. You can say whatever you want. Yeah. I'm not trying to get defensive here, but it does make me think, like, you are those type of people that I remember growing up mm. who most likely don't know themselves. Yes. Like, let's frame mm. it like that. You yes, know what I mean? Like yeah. these are the people who just pick on somebody for even to this day, they're one of those people who are like, Oh, that's not cool. Why are you doing that? And it's like, right. what are you doing to kind of <laughs> rediscover yourself? <laughs> Fuck off, dude. I'm being serious. Literally. Like, Literally. What are you doing with your life? It's more right. of like, what are you doing to it's not even just finding your passion or hunger. Like some people think that's bullshit. That's fine. But what I'm getting at is like, what are you doing to evolve as a person? For example, right. like, are you just doing your nine to five? Like, that's cool. Like, what do you do outside of that? Is that really your identity? Think about that. I think most people that you talk to will, when you ask them, 
about themselves, right? Uh, or to like tell you about themselves, they right. will like they will use their yeah their job. Their job is like, their number one yeah. thing. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's like who they are. Yeah, which is fine. I don't necessarily agree with that. I don't agree with that either. Yeah, yeah, that's something that I found to be true. Like when you first meet a lot of people, it's like they'll lead off with what they do for a living. But yeah. for some people, it's like some people it's a job other people like that's who they are mm. like like if they really i i found people that really that really find and are able to do what it is that they feel like they were called to do sure like that's that's, that's great that's More power to you. yeah that's a different story yeah but i'm talking about like those those people who just think it's like it was all about me like finding a nine to five and then just kind of like working till i die type deal right yeah yeah some people don't have a choice though so yeah it's always that gray area. Yeah. Back to earlier, we're talking about um, trying new things. And mm-hmm. I think having an identity as, as oh, you know, like brittle, as, as firm as that, it can be detrimental. I feel like having an identity, you should, like, for instance, I'm always late to shit. And I, I that's almost my identity. Like, oh, yeah, I'm always late for shit anyways. So I'm just going to keep being late. But I think that, like, holds me back. Like, I have the opportunity to change that you know i mean i don't have to label myself as someone who's always late i don't have to Mm -hmm. label myself as this or that and i think it's good to have an identity that's always changing and i think we we always reinvent ourselves and i think because we continue to grow and figure out like it's a constant adventure it's not like Mm -hmm. this is who i am that's not that's not a certain that's not a constant it's a i think it's a variable and i think we see it as a variable so you're saying Um, that identity is always malleable or constantly changing would you say yeah yeah i i think so i think there are like some there are definitely like some core things that like remain the same but those are the things those are like the good things that you want to keep like about your identity you know like i mean those basic things that just you know they're just your kind of like core values right and just hold on i mean just saving you a side note like this is we're just speaking generally here right obviously there's a lot of factors or you know variables that can change that but no i think something that i've that i've had to like come to terms with is that i'm always going to be changing as a person it's like even when i come to a point where i feel like oh i'm like because right now i feel like i'm generally like pretty happy with who i am as a person Hmm. you know but yeah but there's still like there's more like i'm only 30 like it's like this is going to be like this process that never really ends you know like throughout my changes, like I'm pretty sure like you guys are still going to know who I am. Yeah. You know, yeah. would you say that that's, that's pretty big coming to that kind of realization. Would you say that it's taken you a while to come to that, to really realize so. that, or, you know, come to terms and like be okay with that. I'm curious. Um, yeah. I mean, I talk about my twenties a lot just, and it's like, I'm, you know, we're still like really young. Like you guys are on the verge of 30. But it's like it was this constant like back and forth of like finding a part of myself and then like getting lost for a little bit. It was like collecting bits and pieces of like who mm-hmm. I really am or like putting it all together, you know. And like I feel like just now in the past like three years, I've really been able to like take those pieces and like put it together and like kind of make a more consistent version of like who I am or like who I think I am the or best, who I know yeah, I am. Honestly. The best version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, shit, it's been like hard for the past, like, basically like what, like 10 to 12 years, like basically from 18 to like now, it's like, 
there's like parts of yourself that are always there that are always going to be there right what are some factors do you think i mean i'm just kind of asking you guys to like name it off that you think has made that hard for you to come to that realization because i mean this kind of leaks into future topics but like what i'm thinking right off the bat are like cultural expectations you know you know being first we're all first generation filipino american you know Michael, you kind of touched base on this on your episode, like coming from a family that immigrate or, or immigrated here to America. It's like they have a perception of what they want you to be like. So obviously that kind of plays a role in, you know, how that plays a role in how you shape your own identity. And then obviously there's parts of, you know, being around your peers, um, those who are born in America and those who aren't, you know what I mean? Like that still plays a role in how you shape your identity so i guess my question is what are some other ones other factors or examples you can think of that played a role in challenging you and shaping your identity yeah i mean to reiterate like with the episode it's like my parents they came here and they worked basically the same job until you know like their idea of becoming successful is to find a big company and work your way up so work for the same fucking company yeah. for the rest your life yeah have benefits and have all that stuff and um to me it's like i think all of us too we have this kind of hunger for like we're never satisfied like we want more and like that could you know that there's pros and cons for that i feel like it's it's hard to keep trying to satiate that hunger but we want to continue growing and experiencing new things and it's not exactly practical <laughs> but I think it's just the kind of people who we are. And it does make sense to work a job that's consistent where you get benefits and you get paid right. a lot of money. But like, where is the fulfillment out of that? Like when you're working so hard that you, you develop, you know, like back pains, arthritis, gout, and, and you can't even enjoy your life anymore because you're, you're sitting behind the desk or something like that. You know what I mean? Like I have a different view of what I want my life to be. And I want to, I think one thing is that I had so much pressure as a kid to, to live up to my parents' expectations. But I realize now that I am my own person. I am not my parents. Right. I am not them. And that's, and that's okay. Like that's like, that's the cards that we're dealt with. I, like yeah. our life is not going to be the same as our parents, especially, but yes, I think also having to deal with, I don't want to call it struggle. Like that's not my narrative. Like I'm not going to call it a struggle of being Filipino American, yeah. you know? Yeah. But, um, you know, that does come with, like, I don't have things to base it off of. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. We basically have a clean slate in a way, but now it's like, what are you going to do now? I mean, I know. Paul, are you going to say something though? I also think we face a lot of that sentiment from people in our friend group. Of course. Maybe not in our friend group, but just like our general circle of friends and acquaintances, you know? Because like, yeah, we're at a stage right now where people are married like our close friends are married or like they have kids yeah. or maybe they just got engaged like whatever right? so yeah they're definitely going to be like at that at that stage where it's like oh like maybe they're they're at that place like where like michael's parents were like when they first got to america you know like yeah. they're working like the, the same job and it's like <clears throat> that's probably like the only um reality they know or can see for themselves so maybe you link up one day and it's like you're catching up on life and they don't necessarily like same this share the same views as you about like how you should be conducting your life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
and like the, I think for me a lot of it a lot more of it comes from like from that end versus like my parents mm-hmm. no for sure yeah <laughs> like of course like yeah. you know we're always gonna have like disagreements and stuff like just being first generation versus like you know our parents like having their reality right and their expectations but it's like I definitely think I've experienced a lot more of that from like acquaintances and like our circle our social circle our general social circle yeah and speaking on that unsolicited advice you're talking about earlier it's like sometimes Mm -hmm. we'll make suggestions of what we should do with our lives and it's like no Uh like that's not what i want that might be what you want but that's not what i want yeah Yeah, they don't they don't see like yeah even just like for you specifically like i know for a fact that there are like certain people that do not they don't understand like what your vision for your life is your vision for your future right and honestly like now it's like uh like that distances you from friends you know like those kind of things like those are the kind of things that get in between people like at this age for sure like maybe before it was like more shallow things but now it's definitely stuff that like it like really hits home or it's like well yeah it's an evolved version now i feel like it's reach not that it's reaching its final form if give you a dragon ball z uh (laughs) (laughs) metaphor but um I feel like it's slowly being more evident that like we're on totally different wavelengths. I mean, that sounds very cliche, but like there's nothing wrong with that either. But at the same time, it's like now you really see it that like how that person acted or, you know, presented themselves at a certain point in their life. Now you see like the full version, somewhat the full version of that because it's like, yeah, they took this route in life, which is usually much different than how we're going at it. But yeah, to each their own, though, you know what I mean? again there's nothing wrong with like that conventional way either yeah yeah. i think like in relation to us and like the way that we are right yeah people don't understand that we want those things too of course i'm talking about the three of us like specifically sure like yeah we want to get married like you want to get the house like like i'm pretty sure all three of us like want kids right so people think that because we're not at that stage right now that we don't want that shit it's like we do it's just like they don't have the capacity to understand sometimes that there's like other shit on top of that that we want to it's like the reason i can't do that right now is because i'm trying to like pursue this thing yes yes well part is timing too i would say you know what i mean yeah yeah and another part i guess i would say is like it's not necessarily the identity that i'm at right now like why Mm -hmm. like put it put it this way like why would i want again i'm not shooting the idea down but it's like why would I see myself as like married with like five kids or whatever mm. if I'm not even at that point in my life yet? You know yep. what I mean? Like I'm trying to I'm not gonna say unfortunately, but fortunately, like I'm actually trying to build my life a certain way. You know, exactly. I don't have control of everything, but like I want to not necessarily master this part of my life, but like I'd rather really be more firm with who I am before I continue with other yeah. aspects of my life. Because yeah, I think exactly. that's important, yeah. especially going forward. Like, and that's the thing too. Like, I guess I have that. I wouldn't say tainted view of life, but like, I have that perspective because I've seen time and time again so many people who have lived that life where it's like it's a. I guess you can call it a fast life where it's like they got married, they had kids. Some of them were divorced, and it's like, do I want that for myself? Like, I've seen the the other end of it of the spectrum where it's like. You know, maybe that's made me a little hesitant of certain things, but I, I, I guess yeah. I have a certain way of how I want to live my life and I'm going with it. That's really yeah. what it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not ready. Like, I'm not ready for that right now. I, and 
and a lot of people are like, oh, you're looking for, you know, you're on the dating apps, you're looking for a girlfriend, this and that. And it's like, no, I'm not ready. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's I think fine too. Like a lot of people who are in relationships aren't ready. And unfortunately, like they put themselves in positions like, you know, like I can say I, I was in a codependent relationship. Like I can admit that I had codependency issues. And sometimes yeah. you need to be single, sometimes you need self-reflection to understand that maybe I'm not ready to commit to something like that because I have to commit to myself to something bigger. And um, mm -hmm. back to, like in Paul, on your episode, you talked about Bruce Lee. And like a lot of people were like, like, what the hell is, is Bruce Lee doing? Like people didn't understand it because he was ahead of his time. Yeah. And I feel like in some ways what we do in our obsessions and our hobbies and stuff like that, okay. people will look at us and be like, what? the fuck are they doing with their lives but i think that it potentially could be that we're just ahead of our time like we're doing stuff that people wish they like you know we have friends who wish they started doing things when we started because now they can't catch up or now they don't have the opportunity to do it and i think like I, again it sounds like elitist but yeah i, I feel like yeah. we did some things i see like little ahead of our ahead of our time no but i i get what you're saying though because it's like you're you're trying to capitalize where we are we're at now exactly. like in the grand scheme of things like we're just dealing with the cards that we have and you know it just happens to be that we're more self-reflective than i guess your average person yeah and it's not that i'm not trying to fuck up on certain things like that's not why i'm in in some other some people's eyes that's not why I'm quote unquote, like not progressing with my life. It's more of the fact that like, this is where I am. I'm fine with it. Like I'm just dealing with the cards that I have. And it just happens to be that like, I'm big on self-improvement, especially right now in my life. Exactly. Like with, I feel like with everything taking consideration of, you know, again, this is what's important to me. Like what age I am like what job I'm at right now, like there's different factors that kind of determines like how I want to move in my life now. I guess in a way it's kind of like, uh, I, I don't have that much time on this world. Like fuck, nobody knows. Like I I'm getting kind of sappy here, but like nobody knows how long you're going to be here, but I'd rather be the best version of myself in any way that I yeah. can while I have the energy to do so. Yes. Why not do it now? Do you think that, potentially is because we we talked about how the three of us we go hard in all of our hobbies like we don't just have hobby we, we go hard in everything we do sure you think the mentality of i want to be the best at everything is kind of what drives you guys and us i guess because i could agree with that that anything i do i want to be the best at it like do you think that is a mentality that you guys have oh yeah like yeah. all the time i think more recently boxing mm. i don't think it's like going back to the whole like kind of used car salesman like mentality and like people like getting in our ear trying to tell us how to like promote what we do or like you know get more viewership or or whatever i think we've always just been like more concerned about like perfecting the craft yes like first and like, doing all that stuff like second like exactly. that's always been like more important because yeah. at the end of the day like that will always speak for itself Yes. Like you just be yeah. good at what you do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that should be like the number one thing for sure. It's like if you stay consistent, like I, I really believe like if you stay consistent and you're like on your shit about like something that you love to do, it's like the opportunities will present themselves. Yeah. Like Michael, like you used to, you were just a client at, at Title before. You yeah. A client. And now you're like 
personal training like it's like you have fought you know you've done like all this shit like you've gone so far like in boxing and like mark like like before we were just making like fucking like these clowning ass videos like, <laughs> yeah on a flip like in the summertime or like with my you know yeah you know and then now you got a hint of lemon yeah. <laughs> just to add on to that though like i guess in terms of being the best one thing i learned like especially in fuck a lot of moments of my life is more of like but not comparing myself to others like i want to be the best of my own version yes. again it's a little cliche but like my mentality behind that just to like even evolve myself to a higher degree i guess is like to compare like myself to what i was yesterday like that's so cliche but it's so true once you put it into practice because it's like there's no like your competition is always evolving like like mm-hmm. it's so easy to just be like oh that person is better at me in this way and because they have this kind of personality and whatever like i'm not worried about that anymore it's more of like what do i have to offer what are my skills and like how can i develop that like and get something out of it like tenfold because i feel like yeah. one authenticity is what really drives me or like to continue but two like if i'm mastering it in my own way under my own set of rules there's nothing more satisfying than that yeah and you know i try to apply that in a lot of aspects of my life like when you asked that question earlier i thought of like when i was intending to create hint of lemon like i didn't think like i want to be the best podcaster like that doesn't come to mind like i don't give a fuck if there's only like two listeners whatever mm-hmm. it's more of like how can i give my authentic self and kind of share that yeah i guess what i'm saying is like under my own terms do i want to master something yeah i would agree yeah. i do yeah yeah master yes and uh, for me part of it stemmed from this is kind of random and out of topic but part of it stemmed from white mediocrity and seeing like these white people like do getting recognition for literally doing the most mediocre literally doing the least and like against going back to wanting to add spice and flavor to things like to to show like this is how we do it kind of thing but nowadays like it took me a really, 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 really long time to get to that point that you were just talking to Mark, where you just strive to be the best yourself, the best version of yourself. Because a lot of my anxiety stemmed from trying to be best, than, better than anybody, everybody, comparing myself to everybody. And that is exhausting as fuck. I was about to say, like, how did that work out for you? Fuck, dude. And, and when you try to put yourself to all these standards, especially like, you know, as an Asian, someone like me too, I have very like, Chinese features, like comparing myself to Eurocentric features and trying to be, trying to compare myself to, again, like white folks, because that's all you had to compare yourself with. Like I couldn't compete. I don't have Eurocentric features. I got chinky ass eyes. I got a wide nose. I got thick lips. And it's funny because nowadays people want these ethnic features. You know what I'm saying? It's wild. And yeah, I guess it really stems out of like love for yourself self-love i've truly understood that like wanting to better yourself and only yourself and not comparing yourself to other people i think it it brings back to that reality of this is really who i am and i have to learn how to love myself for who i am not compare myself to other people and then with that being said like the anxiety kind of was lifted away not all of it obviously I, i mean whiteness to a certain degree like it's enticing to some people but like how far can that really take you if you think about it yeah yeah. Like, do you really think somebody's going to fuck with you for that long? 
just because of the fact that you're white and you have these features and you know you have this specific skill set yeah maybe there's a few like i'm not shooting those people down but it's more of like like how are you gonna play your cards and is it authentic to you and are, are you okay with people fucking with you with that version of yourself that you're you know yes. you're you're given because like think of it like this like this is very extreme but it's like i guess that's the thing with fame too and this is kind of going off identity but hear me out on this like people who are famous how time and time again how many times have you heard somebody kind of lose themselves because like they can't stay true to who they thought they were when they're famous because you know they're trying to portray themselves to be this way and you know maybe they did a movie and it's like no that's not me that's just who I play right. as. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah, so kind yeah. of related back to yourself, like I'm curious how <laughs> this is a People random question. Character instead of the person. Yeah, like this is kind of like relate this to I guess our everyday life. Um how would you feel if you were famous and how would you deal with that in terms of identity? Because so I guess I'll answer really quick. Like I don't know if I would deal well with it because there would be more people thinking I'm a certain way, but there's only a handful of people who know that I'm really not that. And I think that would eat at me at a certain degree, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think fame would really sit well with me. Quote unquote fame, like, you know, like superstar fame. So how would that work with you guys? How do you think you would react and whatnot? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like social media (laughs) is almost beneficial for us because we get to be away from the, all that bullshit and that pressure and that, anxiety yeah, man. shit yeah yeah say you were famous one day because of what you're doing right now let's just say theoretically you know this is all what ifs but it's it's fun to do like how do you think you guys would uh would handle that dude i think i would struggle so much i feel like i'd have to delete all forms of social media i'd have to not read the news like i just have to keep to myself i feel like i have to fucking meditate like every day because like the kind of shit i know that people will say and talk like you said like only a handful of people will know me and everyone's just going to make assumptions and judge. And I feel like that's just going to fuck me up. And do you feel like you're already doing that to a certain degree already? In terms of like staying like away how from you, t- Yeah, how you live your life now? I'm curious. Yes. Like mm. uh, part of the reason why I've been avoiding dating apps is so I don't, you know, I, I don't get caught up in that fake life of assumptions and you know like just not real it's like inauthentic plastic life i don't know um i think what i said i said earlier oh yeah stay off social media like number one but i think also just like making sure to like spend time with like my friends and my family Mm -hmm. keep you grounded yeah yeah the people that like really know you you know because it's like i don't know like i feel like the people that we have like our 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 group is like everyone's like pretty down to earth you know and like everyone's also pretty quick to like humble (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) i would agree yeah yeah you know so it's just like it's always helped me to like um there's a lot of people i'm not close to anymore and there's like a reason you know yeah it's like the reason like you know my circle is like a lot smaller it's because it's like you know you just keep the people around who like are the most real or like the most real for you yeah you know it's like I feel like if I was in that situation where I was like a really famous person or something, it's like that's something that I would need on the regular. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You just just need to be like reminded of like like where you came from and like just what actual like 
people and like real life is like yeah yeah it's funny that you we mentioned that because like we're just talking about you know traveling and and opening up these new horizons and meeting new people but it's just as important to keep the essence you know your friends the people who really know you near it's just mm -hmm. as important to have those people because sometimes you forget who you are or the, mm -hmm. at least the essence of who you are because like i said identity can constantly evolve and change but like you are still the essence of who you are yeah so i guess we can agree that like having certain people or family or whatever close people to you um to stick around because i feel like that's one they keep you grounded and two sometimes they do remind you of like who you are or in a certain way not that they're stunting you i guess you would say but it's more of like yeah. sometimes you do need that reminder because there are yeah. certain moments like for example in my life where you know i will act i don't know like a complete asshole it's like i don't care it's like blah, 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 blah. but some people will be like you do care like it's okay and it's not that they're like calling me out yeah. in a bad way and being like you don't think that way like they're not making pre-assumptions but it's like yeah. knowing you like you do value those things like you don't need to front like that's really what it comes yeah. down to sometimes like they're not trying to shit on your success they just don't want yeah. you to become like a, an asshole because of it or like a shitty person yeah yeah dude it, it's crazy because like with the platforms that we have these days some people that are in our lives only know us for a certain chunk of our lives like some yeah. people who are listening to this mark like they might only know you from this podcast like yeah uh, mm -hmm. You and I, some people might know us just from the fighting side. Some people might just know us for the musical side. Like, yeah. they don't know anything else about us. Yeah. They see us as either a musician or a fighter. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to get back to our friend group because they don't see us as either of those. Exactly. Yeah. Us. I think that's been a struggle, like, in the past, too. It's like, Mark, you were saying, like, when we talked, like, a few days ago, you are like, oh, people have always known you as, like, or maybe they just viewed you as, like, a quiet guy. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like, they were very, like, they were very caught off guard by the fact that you wanted to start a podcast because they thought, yeah. like, it was so out of pocket for you. But yeah. it's, like, us knowing who you are, it's, like, it's, like, the next, like, evolution of, like, exactly. you know, this whole journey you've been going through. Yeah. Like, with media, right? Yeah. And, like, for me and Michael, like, for the longest time, like, we were just stuck in this, like, oh, yeah, you guys, like, play music and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that box, right? Okay, yeah. Like, we do other shit, too. Like, exactly, yeah. yeah. It's, like, so many people, like, that we know have just, like, known us for, like, those things. Which is, like, fine. It's, like... It's fine, it but it's so humbling. Like, yeah. I can't help but, like, use that word for that, especially. Because, you know, hopefully it kind of makes... I do hope it throws people off it makes you realize some people just have a pre-assumption about you. And like, that's what they think for the rest of, you know, however long they know you. And, yeah. you know, again, that's fine. But like, if I'm going to cross paths with you later on in life, like I, I, I hope that like you see how we've evolved as people because mm -hmm. everyone's always shifting. They're, they're always making big changes in their life. And, you know, I'm a victim of that too. Like I see people in a certain light and I'm sure they're way more than that, but you know, that's only natural just to, Mm. kind of speak yeah. on that like that's only natural but i guess it's more of like who are you worth who is worth showing your real side to and that's what we have control over if you think about it yeah yes. yeah totally totally yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that topic of identity and i also hope you like that new format so hopefully we'll see that in the future also, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at hint of underscore lemon. And if you're not, make sure you're listening to us on Spotify. Peace.